Welcome to the European Social Network podcast series. Listen to the stories and the voices from frontline social services across Europe. How are social services managing the challenges brought by the COVID-19 pandemic? Or how are they supporting people to handle the cost of living crisis? How are social services attracting people into the profession or promoting innovation to ensure access to quality social services? These are just some snapshots of topics we are going to discuss in this podcast series. Quality, in my view, means to achieve some objectives, to make a, a difference, a real difference in people's lives. But I think that the concept of quality is, is changing. The concept is, is evolving at the moment. There's, in my opinion, there is a paradigm shift in, in the idea of quality. And now it's focusing on two aspects. The quality of service, I think, is one is personalization and the other is quality of life. We all want to live in the place we call home with the people and things we love in communities where we look out for one another doing what matters to us. And I think what shines through from that is that actually that's true of all of us, whether or not we, we are using social care ourselves. So people that are using those services, much in line with what Hoseba was saying in terms of quality of life and, um, and personalization. Welcome to the fifth episode of ESN Talks. I'm Alfonso Lara Montero, the CEO of the European Social Network. We are now back after the summer break and very excited to share some interesting thoughts from our members on social policy and practice from across the whole of Europe. For those of you who do not know who we are, the European Social Network, or ESN in short, is the growing community of more than 170 organizations with responsibility for uh, social services from 34 countries. We provide an international platform for exchange and aim to empower professionals and those using social services. If you want to learn more about our work, feel free to check our website esn-eu.org. The idea behind this podcast series is to bring stories of social services to the surface and to empower social services and the incredible work that people are doing in this area. In today's episode, we are going to address a cross-cutting topic that is uh, mainstreamed across uh, all areas of social services, which is quality. The right to access uh, quality social services is outlined in the European Pillar of Social Rights. And according to the International Organization for Standardization, quality can be defined as the appropriate delivery of a mutually agreed service or product. But of course, social services are not like any product or service. Their nature in supporting people in disadvantage implies particular considerations when it comes to planning, delivering, and assessing social services. Today, we've invited two ESN members to help us explore this topic further. I would like to warmly welcome Joseba Salakain, who is director at the CIS Research and Documentation Center in the Basque Country in Spain and David James, who is Head of Adult Social Care Policy at the Regulator in England, the Care Quality Commission. Joseba, uh, happy to welcome you with us today. How are you doing? Good morning, Alfonso. How are you? Very well, thank you. And Dave, the same to you. Welcome and thank you for joining us. How are you doing today? 
I'm good, thank you. It's very nice to be here. Thanks for inviting me. That's lovely. Thanks uh, for accepting the invite to be with us uh, today. I'd like to kickstart by asking you both, based on your professional experience and uh, the national context in your countries, in the context of social services, how is it quality in social services defined in Spain and England? Maybe I can ask you uh, first, Joseba. In my, in my opinion, when we talk about quality, we talk first about, uh, about effective. I, in my opinion, quality, in my view, means to achieve some objectives, to make a, a difference, a real difference in people's lives. But I think that the concept of quality is, is changing. The concept is, is evolving at the moment. There's, in my opinion, there is a paradigm shift in, in the idea of quality. And now it's focusing on two aspects. The quality of service, I think, is one is personalization, and the other is quality of life. Uh, today, the, the idea of quality goes hand on hand with the idea of person-centered care. So I think that quality means adapting services to the needs and expectations of users, giving users as much decision-making power as possible. And secondly, quality means, in my opinion, improving the quality of life of, of users. We can all talk about care quality uh, or service quality if that care improves the quality of life of the users. And, and finally, I would love that our understanding of quality means to focus more on outcomes than in processes and structures. Uh, we are in Spain, we are used to defining quality in terms of inputs and process and structure indicators. And I think that we should more focus more on outcome indicators, moving from, as it's been said, moving from checking inputs to assessing outcomes. And in my opinion, that's the, the real challenge, in, in my opinion, in Spain, in terms of care quality. So we already started talking about some uh, key uh, concepts in the area of quality around personalization, quality of life, uh, from checking inputs and to assessing outcomes. Uh, Dave, what is the quality for you in, in your national context? Uh, it certainly resonates with what uh, Hasebe was just talking through there. In, in answering this question, I want to take my lead from what people that, that use social um, care services have said. And um I'm just going to quote from um, a vision statement which an organization called Social Care Futures um, here in England has, has co-produced with people that, that work, um, sorry, that, that, uh, that use social care. And it's very, it's very powerful, I think, and that is, we all want to live in the place we call home with the people and things we love in communities where we look out for one another doing what matters to us. And I think what shines through from that is that actually that's true of all of us, whether or not we, we are using social care ourselves. So people that are using those services, much in line with what Hoseba was saying in terms of quality of life and, um, and, and personalization, it's, it's what we all expect really, isn't it? Um, and then from the kind of the regulatory point of view, uh, we define quality um, at the highest level, kind of across, across five high level questions that we, that we interrogate when we make our assessments. So are services safe? Are they effective? Are they caring? Are they responsive to people's needs? And are they well-led? And um, in, in, uh, in developing our approach to, to make those assessments under those five questions, we've listened to 
what people say matters to them. So very much in line with that vision that I spoke about a moment ago, what matters to them. And then we've built out from that actual standards for, for care providers and for commissioners um, to uphold so that, so that those expectations are, are met. So are services safe, effective, caring, responsive, and well-led? These are some of the key questions around um, quality. I was wondering if we move now on to your roles, um, uh, if you could please tell us a little bit about how you work uh, with social services, quality within your organizations. Maybe I can ask you first, um, Joseba, why don't you start telling us how the CIS Center is supporting, for instance, public authorities, since you actually work with uh, quite a number of public authorities uh, within the Basque Country, but also across uh, Spain, uh, in terms of supporting them in uh, quality assurance program developments? We have developed a system for quality assurance and accreditation in nursing homes. We have uh, published good practice guides. We have developed systems of indicators to measure quality in nursing homes. And we are also collaborating with some local public institutions here in Basque Country to, in some way, articulate a quality system as a whole to create independent quality agency that can centralize and promote all the necessary actions to ensure the quality of care here in Basque Country. Now, um, for yourself, uh, um, Dave, working in England's regulated body, can you tell us what your responsibilities are as head of adult social care policy at the Care Quality Commission? Uh, sure. Um, so the Care Quality Commission uh, regulates all of health and social care in England. So that's across some uh, 50,000 services. And about half of those are, are social care providers. Um, so it's my job to, um, to develop the, the framework and the approach for how we regulate those providers. And that would span how we register them, um, what our inspection approach looks like, uh, how we report on our findings, uh, and also how we take, um, how we take action when, when care isn't uh, sufficiently safe and good quality. So, um, that, that's, that spans, as I say, around 25,000 services in England, but we also have new powers now to make assessments of the uh, local authorities that commission and oversee social care. So there's um, 153 of those, and that's it. We're just piloting our approach there. And um, a big part of my work is to, has, has been to make sure that we develop an approach which, which works across the board. So it works for providers, it works for local authorities, and crucially also links into how we regulate healthcare because our citizens obviously don't live in different boxes. They, they use the social care, they use healthcare, and they, we, we need to have a joined up approach just as our providers need to be integrated and, and joined up. Um, the Care Quality Commission is, is funded almost entirely by uh, provider fees. Um, we are what's known as in England as an arm's length body. So we are sponsored by a government department, but we actually are an independent organization. And as I said, we are funded by the providers that we oversee and regulate. Um, and a big part of, um, of what I spend my time doing and what my team does is, is really developing um, uh, partnerships. And so with, um, with representative bodies of the care providers themselves, but also groups that represent the public, um, our other national partners, such as um, national improvement agencies and um, representatives of local government, and uh, also the academic research community as well. We work closely with them, making sure that we can um, we can put into practice 
uh, their their research and their findings, and also that we influence the direction that that research takes. And all of us with the shared aim, of course, of of making sure that care is uh, is good quality and that we can support providers to continually improve. Following on from what you just said, I was wondering, in your opinion, why do you think we need to have quality assurance in social services? I believe that uh, the, the, the best way to ensure public accountability for social services is to ensure care quality. I think that if services are provided by private entities and sometimes by large commercial companies, public authorities must be able to define sufficient quality standards, to check whether these quality standards are met and to assess whether the quality of life of users will improve. The, I think that the best way to ensure public accountability for services is to, to set common quality standards and to enforce them. And I think that this is our motivation to work on this topic. And I can say that until now uh, in Spain, there has no bit no common quality evaluation system, uh, nor in the field of social services or in the field of long-term care. Uh, I think that in Spain, inspection teams are insufficient. There are few and weak common quality standards. Citizens and users have no information about the quality of services. We don't know which facilities offer good quality care and which facilities offer poor quality care. But I think that in Spain, that slowly and little by little, all this is, is changing. I think that in Spain, the COVID crisis has, has brought up a major change in the way of the understanding the quality in social services, and especially in nursing homes for elderly people, but in all the social services. And I think that now new regulations are being applied that force for example, to guarantee single rooms in nursing homes, to prevent the use of restraints, to prohibit homes that are too big. So I think that the motivation, the big motivation and the need for that kind of system is to ensure, ensure that services run by private companies are really, really uh, achieving a good, good quality uh, and that People, the citizens, and all the stakeholders have all the information they need to make the choose the, the choose of services. Public accountability has been mentioned as a key reason as to why we should have quality assurance in social services. Uh, what is your view on this, Dave? Yeah, I think that's. Um, I, I definitely go with what, go, go along with what Hasebu is saying there uh, in terms of um, information and, and choice uh, of services, and that's a big role that CQC plays here in England. The reports that we publish and the ratings that we that we give to uh, to help people uh, make a choice on services. I think what kind of what sits below all of this, of course, is uh, the fact that quite often we'll be talking about people here who, who may be um, in vulnerable circumstances and, and who need some some form of um, some form of protection, if I can use that word, uh, that quality assurance and oversight gives, and and that does clearly link very much to the to the point about accountability. Uh, ultimately, uh, certainly in England and in our situation, uh, our government is responsible for. Uh, for all of its citizens, but um, certainly those who are uh, perhaps in more vulnerable circumstances and need more help. And the scope of our regulation is very much designed around 
where are those key areas? Who are those people? What type of care do we really need to be um, regulating? Uh, because those people can't necessarily um, uh, represent themselves or they may be vulnerable to abuse. So I think it's it's about keeping citizens safe as well. I was wondering, um, Joseba, you said earlier that um, the situation of quality in social services still requires a significant improvement in Spain. So I was wondering if you could maybe either give a concrete example of how having in place a quality assurance system in social services has impacted or could impact the lives of the people um, using those services. Yeah, I, I mentioned about the, the some changes are being in, in, in place in Spain in terms of uh, structures, in terms of a single room, in terms of uh, the size of the nursing homes, in terms of participation of the users of service in the in the direction of the service so i think that there is a lot of different way of working in the services in the nursing homes in the healthcare services that are impacting very very strongly the quality of life of users if i could ask uh, the same question to you dave how you see could you tell us a concrete example of how having in place a quality assurance system uh, in England has impacted the lives of people using um, social services and social care? Yes, um, I'm just thinking about the, the work we've done for services for people with a learning disability uh, or, or autism. Um, there, there, there is a nationally recognized program of best practice for how that care should be delivered and in particular the types of settings, residential settings that are appropriate um, and those that aren't. And this is off the back of a number of um, horrifying cases that happened a number of years ago, um, a, a very poor care. Um, so following on from that, this, this, this model of best practice was developed and we've adopted that in our regulatory approach. And that's very much about um, a, a, an actual, a genuine home environment and a, a genuine choice for people that um, are, are living in a, in a home uh, but have a learned disability, um, as opposed to very large institutional settings, um, which are at risk of their of closed cultures developing and where where abuse and harm can occur. So, using our levers, our regulatory levers, such as who we allow to register uh, and uh, and who we uh, the standards that we apply and, and and then the legal action that we may go on to take, um, we have uh, we improved the 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 market essentially of those services uh, for people with a learning disability and we maintain a view and we only let um, the appropriate and, the, and, and those services that meet best practice into that, into that market. Uh, and that's, that remains a big focus um, uh, for us currently. Both uh, Joseba and Dave refer to a number of examples uh, around the ideas of uh, personalization, making sure that people can be supported in their own homes or in uh, facilities which uh, resemble a home in their communities, um, trying to uh, get away from that institutional culture that for so long has been uh, implemented in a number of uh, centers when it comes to uh, uh, social care uh, and support. And this is uh, really interesting as to how we are seeing a, a more and more coherence between different approaches across Europe. But of course, uh, our members coming from uh, public authorities uh, across Europe work in very different national systems um, in the way they are structured and in the way they are regulated. 
And of course, this uh, also applies to uh, ensuring the quality of uh, social care and uh, social services. Based on your professional experience in Spain and England, what would you recommend uh, public authorities focus to ensure uh, quality social services at different uh, governance levels? Maybe I can ask uh, first uh, Joseba. I think that from the perspective of Spain and and from the perspective maybe of southern European countries, I can. I think that I will focus on five recommendations. In, in, in my opinion, it's important uh, first to create structures. I mean, to create uh, independent authorities, authorities with the task of setting quality standards and evaluating services, as in England, where the Care Quality Commission, or in Scotland, or in Wales, or in Sweden. I think that the institutionalization of the evaluation and the scrutiny and the inspection task and the uh, standard setting task is important to have some structures who can do that work. I think that this is, from the point of view of Spain, the one of the first recommendations. The second recommendation will be to focus the evaluation of services and outcome indicators related to the user's quality of life, when I said before. I think also uh, it's important to uh, focused and to promote continuous improvement processes in the service. I mean, to guide and help organizations on the road to improvement. I think that this, there is a, a, a task, important task of that kind of, of agencies and authorities helping the organization and the professionals and in the, in the road to the improvement. I think that it's important also to ensure the transparency of evaluations and provide users, and not only users, citizens and all the stakeholders with all the information they need to service. And finally, I think that it's important, and maybe one is one of the important hot topics here now in Spain, uh, to involve and motivate professionals. In Spain, um, the quality assurance system is, is very centered in the quality of working conditions, And I think that it's very, very important to motivate and to the qualification and the training and the working condition of uh, staff, of professionals, because I think that we have, uh, we have said that there is no quality service without the involvement and the qualification and the training of the professionals. I think my answer might reflect where where England is in terms of the number of agencies and bodies that are, are active in this place. And um, while that on the one hand is, is great, on the other hand, um, what can happen is different agendas can spring up and different organizations focus on their own goals. So something we have been pursuing and continue to pursue is is getting to a place of consensus. So my, my answer to your question would be, for, for agencies and for professionals at all levels, whether they, whether they're talking about uh, national, uh, regional, or, or individual providers, is to work with the people who use services to understand their needs and their expectations and, and the challenges that they face, and for all agencies to champion a person-centered approach, as I say, all at all levels, whether that's with an individual person or right the way up to uh, system and national level. And that's the best way, I think, to develop um, a, a single shared consensus on quality that can underpin more integrated working, whether that's across health, uh, social care and the different agencies there, but also uh, crossing the boundary with health as well, 
and it can underpin a much more effective approach to sharing uh, data and insight and information, all of which will make uh, securing improvements in care that much easier. The importance of the role of quality standards authorities, uh, the importance of creating consensus across agencies and organizations, focusing on transparency and ongoing improvement. I mean, we've uh, heard a lot about quality uh, today. And uh, with this, we've now reached the end of this uh, ESM podcast episode. Uh, I would like to thank uh, warmly David and Joseba for joining us to highlight the importance that quality has in social services and for sharing with us uh, your personal experience of working on this topic in Spain and England. For our audience, thank you for listening. If you want to learn more about the work of ESN in the area of uh, social services quality, follow the links in the podcast description. And stay tuned for our next episode. Thank you and goodbye.